You know, a lot of things conspire to, I think, make this a sweet, sweet Friday. It's a sweet, sweet Friday! I mean, the weather's going to be nice. 11 degrees, that's ridiculous. It's going to be, again, one of those days where I put my scarf and my gloves in my briefcase when I leave at the end of the show. But also very sweet for the uh, success of the fundraiser yesterday at the Hospital of Sick Kids and the early morning presence of Deb Hutton on the morning brief. Good morning. Good morning, John. Seems um, like we just chatted. I know. How was your uh, school concert last night? Oh, it's so nice. It just, you know, the place was packed and especially the little guys when the JKSKs get up there and sing and do their little actions. It, it's just a wonderful part of Christmas. Good stuff. Okay, so listen, we are full to the gunnels of news and debatables today. We start with Young Dundas Square being re- renamed... Oh, I got to go back to it. What is Sankofa? Sankofa. Sankofa. Yes. Sankofa. Uh, which is a uh, apparently rooted in Ghana, and it's more of a concept than anything else. Yeah. So listen, first of all, I don't like any of the renaming, period, full stop, but we're heading down that path. Uh, I really don't like this uh, name, quite frankly. And it's not because the, the, the meaning isn't wonderful, but I really feel like we're embarrassed to be Canadians. Like, we seem to want to just change anything that has anything to do with Canadian history. Like, is there not a concept or a word or or something that we can all agree on that isn't offensive that comes from Canada? Beaver Square. What? Like, whatever. I mean, you know, Toronto used to be called Hogtown. Like, do something creative. It, it honest to goodness, John, feels like a, a whole group of people are embarrassed to be Canadian. And and I just, I really am fed up with it. You know, I'm great with TMU. If I, I would have, should have been Ryerson, but again, <laughs> I've lost these debates, obviously. But that, that makes sense. Like, I would have had no problem with them doing that regardless. It's an offer they made many, many years ago. But, like, it's Canada, guys. Let, let's celebrate Canada. It's Toronto. Let's celebrate Toronto. Feels like we have been debating this business of ending the beer store and putting alcoholic products in more shops. That We've been talking about this for weeks, months, maybe even years, but it came to be, and uh, I thought Doug Ford was very interesting yesterday in saying, listen, it's time to treat people like adults. And I have to say, outside of the safety league, I don't see an awful lot of people lining up to condemn this. No, and and uh, I'm going to be doing uh, touchdowns and fumbles this uh, this morning with Jerry Agar, and uh, that's actually one of the questions we're going to ask our listeners. Um, like, is that is that enough for you just to be treated like an adult? Is that something that you you want to see public policy based on? Personally, I do, um, but uh, I. Yeah, listen, I would have liked the announcement to go further, quite frankly. We still are going to have the LCBO basically telling everybody, uh, you know, how much booze they can have. They're going to distribute to everybody. The, L- the beer store will still have its uh, recycling program, which means you have to go to the beer store, which is obviously a, a sop to get out of the 10-year deal. Mm. Um, there's some good news in it. They are taking off the tax on our wineries. So if you go to a winery in, in my neck of the woods in Niagara, you don't have to pay a Six percent tax, uh, which is really good news for the the little stores and and the small guys in Niagara and in um, uh, Prince Edward County and and down Windsor Way. Um, but yeah, I would have liked it to have gone further. 
Here's one of those stories, I mean, I think everybody expects government does not spend efficiently, but this one is a bit mind-numbing. Uh, we're learning this morning that the TTC was staffing empty stations on the LRT after the LRT closed. And that strikes me, it must have been a union thing, I don't know. But apparently it was supposed to come to an end at the end of this year, and they, they moved that up to the 23rd of December once it became known. Yeah, so they they were staffing, I think, five stations, maybe four, from 5 a.m. to 1 a.m. Now, just one person, but still, 5 a.m. to 1 a.m. Of all of the bad customer service things that the TTC could fix, you know, having somebody there to say, hey, you can buy a fare from us uh, is, is absolutely ridiculous. Put a big sign on the closed station and tell people where to go to get their ticket. Tell people where to go to get on a bus. Like this is just, I, I think you're probably right. It is a union issue, but unbelievable. It doesn't matter how little it costs in the grand scheme of things. It's just silly. A report came out yesterday that was actually, I think, seven or eight years in the making, and it deals with stats that predate the ending of the practice of carding. Not surprisingly, the report finds that uh, black Torontonians much more likely to be interdicted by police, much more likely to end up in conflict, more likely to end up uh, being subjected to some kind of violence and more likely to be arrested. And, uh, well, I'll let you do your takeaway on this. Well, I mean, I don't know that there's anything that would surprise anyone out of this six-year-long inquiry. Like six years, John. As you said, for a practice that has been ended. So maybe there are some decent recommendations coming out of it that the police force can use. But it just feels to me like a, quite frankly, a, a not a very useful undertaking, an expensive undertaking for something that is certainly uh, part of what we know to be true and part of what Toronto Police Services is, is working towards. Is, are they moving fast enough? I, I don't know. That might have been a better inquiry than this one. Yeah, I liked the interim chief. I like this current chief, uh, but we haven't talked about this issue yet. Uh, I think probably the black community is pretty heavily invested in this. And while he's not a spokesperson for the community, he always said, John, I'm not going to do News Talk 1010 just because I'm here to talk about black issues. But I'm pretty sure Courtney Betty will have some stuff to say about this on round one at 745 today. Uh, Let's keep moving because there's just so many things. I want to play you some audio, actually, Deb. Um, The trucker who caused the Humboldt Broncos crash uh, was released on bail. But because he was here on, uh, he was, I think, a landed immigrant or a landed resident, but he was not actually a Canadian citizen, the law requires that he now be deported to India. Here's what one father of one of the victims of the Humboldt crash had to say. We advocated for him to stay. And, you know, initially our reaction was that... uh, that the law, you know, was written up for for violent offenders, and and I understand that, and and certainly this tragedy, there was a lot of loss of life, you know, our son Evan being one of them, and but I don't think that was ever Mr. Sidhu's intent, and you know, unfortunately for him, uh, like I said, it, it's the law, and and what he was sentenced with and convicted of uh, falls within those parameters. You know, while I feel sad for Mr. Sidhu here that that he has to leave. You know, for our family, we're just going to continue going forward. Should be noted, Deb, not all of the parents of victims are that forgiving. 
No, but that man's got a far bigger heart than I do. Look, the rules are the rules, and I have no problem with the rules. You you, you come to our country, uh, you do not get your citizenship. There are things, not that you have to, but there are things about not being a citizen of this country, and this is one of them. So I have no problem with uh, his deportation, quite frankly. Okay, well, that leads very nicely to another topic, probably our last, actually, if I'm looking at the clock. Ottawa looking to create a Canadian citizenship pathway for undocumented immigrants. This is the sort of thing that has people pouring into the streets every time they talk about it in the States. In Canada, I'm not as convinced it's incendiary. It is for me, John. Okay. <laughs> you left the best topic for the last. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's wrong. This says to anybody who is playing by the rules, uh, trying to get into this country, particularly as an economic immigrant, just just don't follow the rules because we'll give you a path to citizenship. It's just plain wrong. Not because I, I, I don't think that these individuals are, are productive members of society. They often are. But we have a process for a reason, and you need to follow it. All right. Deb Hutton, thanks a lot. We'll be listening for touchdowns and fumbles, and then you're doing the rush this afternoon. I am. Have a great weekend, John. Looking forward to it. You too.